Hi, I'm Mark Lehman, and I want to welcome you to the first episode of a podcast we're calling The Journey of Grace. It really is a, a story of our lives together, walking in God's grace day by day. A little about my backstory uh, before we get into uh, why we're doing this podcast is sort of what God's done in my own life. I'm a passionate follower of Jesus. I've known him for a long, long time. When I was in high school, I was sort of like drifting in and out of my walk with God. But uh, my junior year of high school, during a basketball game, a friend of mine, who I really cared for a lot, played a lot of sports with, uh, was tripping on drugs during a basketball game. And God convicted me and said, you never even told him about me. You never mentioned my name one time to him. And uh, it convicted me so much. And at that moment in a gymnasium, God called me into full-time ministry. And uh, I'm so thankful that he called. And I'm so glad that we said yes. But if I'd wrap up my entire journey with the Lord, it would be that one word, grace. Grace that would save me, grace that would call me, grace that would send me, grace that would bring me back, grace that would keep me focused, and then grace for each day. And so uh, I want to just talk about my journey a little bit, but also hopefully understand that there's a few things that God's teaching me that I think that together you will be benefited for as well of what God's wanting to do in this journey of grace that all of us are on. So I've been married now to my wife, Dee, for uh, 40 years. It sounds like a long, long time, but it really has gone super fast. She's an amazing lady who cares for me in a lot of ways, but now because of the journey I'm on, she's caring for me as a caregiver uh, in some unique ways we'll talk about here in a moment. I have two wonderful sons, David and his wife, uh, Renee. I call her my daughter by marriage. She, uh, they pastor in Nassau Christian Center in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, they have given us two incredible granddaughters, Evangeline, who's 12, and uh, Scarlett, who's eight years old. And then Matthew, my youngest son, and my daughter by marriage, uh, Brandy, who are amazing folks. Matthew serves uh, here at our church staff at Cornerstone as an innovation pastor, but his full-time job is with a company called Accenture, uh, Brandy also serves here at the church too as well, and they are uh, just great lovers of people, of people and of Jesus, and have given us, D and I, two great, wonderful grandsons, Bennett, who's 10 years old, and Matson, who's four months old. So our world and our life is tied to what God does and how he works in our life. And so I, I, I told you I'm a passionate follower of Jesus. I want so much for Jesus' name to be spread and known. So Wherever you're at in your own grace journey, and all of us are on a journey of grace, whether we've accepted uh, Jesus yet or not, or if we are seeking Jesus, or if you find this podcast some way that uh, hopefully is helpful, let us know and give us a thumbs up and say, hey, that's really great, let's keep going. I just feel like God wants to have you know that he's with you at all times. So here's part of my journey of grace that you can hopefully relate to, and all of us have this. So there's a great verse of scripture that talks about the fact that God's grace is sufficient for us because his power is made perfect in our weakness. So that's like sustaining grace, right? Sufficient grace. I uh, heard one time years and years ago uh, from Corey Ten Boom, who was a Holocaust survivor. Her family helped to uh, spare hundreds of Jewish uh, people who would have been exterminated in, in Nazi camps. And then, then she ended up being in the Nazi camp herself, and she was only her family member who got out. But she made this statement one time, and I think it's an important point for you, that you never are afraid 
to trust an unknown future to a known God. Don't ever be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And I heard that years ago, and it didn't hit me as well or as strong or as hard until more recently. So back in February of this year, I started having some tests with some doctors and uh, wondering about what's happening in my body. They saw some things that were a little concerning. They really didn't think it was a big deal. And so we went through a series of tests and CAT scans and um, a couple of procedures. And I was coming off a plane in March of this year. And uh, a doctor called me and said, hey, I have some bad news. You have cancer. Well, it was just could have knocked me over with a feather because that was the last thing in my mind. Plus, uh, I have no history of cancer, and this is a very uncommon kind of cancer. So at that moment, you remember that thought about never being afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. So in my journey of grace right now, and I hope and pray that the podcast, as we come out with more and more of these, you're going to not just relate to my story, but to say, God, I can trust you even though I don't know the future. So I, I think that for us, you and I have this incredible opportunity to say, God, I have to stand in your strength and your grace. So when Corey Ten Boom says, don't be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God, that's step number one, right? I have to have a, a relationship with God that goes beyond the surface. It's great for me when everything is going fantastic. I, I celebrate that. When things take a, a left turn out of nowhere, then that, that's where you have to think about, do I really have this incredible experience with a known God? So I called my wife after the doctor call. Uh, we've been processing ever since that time. You know, our church family here at Cornerstone Church in Bowie, Maryland have been phenomenal, and they've been rallying and praying and believing, and we're believing for miracles. And, and God's given us really what we're calling daily grace, daily manna, and daily miracles. But it all comes back to the point of saying, Will I trust God with an unknown future? So the C word's a big word, and uh, you can either let that swallow you, or you can let God swallow that word. And that's what we're choosing to do, to say, God, we ask you, who has promised to be bigger than we need to be, and greater than any kind of our insufficiency could ever manage. Lord God, you are the God who, who is that one who's taking us on this journey of grace day by day. So for you, it may not be cancer. Maybe it's a relationship that you're struggling with right now. Maybe it's some bad choices. Maybe because you're going through some stuff right now, emotionally or physically or financially, that, that you, you are saying, God, where's your grace now? And I, I want to say this to you. That first point is really important. You've got to trust a known God. So if you're a seeker in Jesus, then I want to ask you to be encouraged to say, God, would you please let me know you more? If you're a person who knows Jesus, then let's do what we say we do, and that's depend on his grace and his power and his ability. So I told you here our journey for a moment, and so we started treatments. Now I've gone through a couple treatments of chemo, and uh, their, their plan of action is to have six more treatments. I, my plan of action is miracles, right? I want God to do miracles, and I'm praying for it. People are praying with me. But I want to tell you about two moments during uh, the first chemo treatments that really were phenomenal moments of like God's grace that God was speaking to me, and I hope he'll also speak to your life about too as well. So, you know, with, with chemo, as you understand, they're trying to kill off anything in me that is not good. But the chemo also kills off a lot of stuff that is good. 
So our prayer is, God, just kill the bad stuff, right? And let the good stuff flourish and thrive and overcome the bad stuff. So on that first day, I uh, sat down in the chemo room, and it's a five-hour procedure of uh, just pumping fluids in and then starting the drugs into me. Uh, a wonderful person in our church had written me a song, and uh, that's, I listened to this song. It was just a powerful song about how God's going to take care of anything. No mountain, no evil, no sickness will overcome his love, and it was just encouraged me so much. And then uh, it was about time for the chemo bag to start, and my son, Matthew, had put together a playlist for me, and that playlist uh, was just starting and uh, as I saw the chemo dripping into my body and the song that came on at that moment, it was like a God moment of God's grace. And the song was, fear is not my future, you are. Sickness is not my story, you are. Heartbreak is not my home, you are. And I was just saying, yes, God, yes, God. And as you're seeing the dripping of this chemical coming into your body and you're thinking, that, but the power of God's also surging in your life too as well. So I just felt like for you, and maybe it's not a chemo treatment. Maybe it's something different. That God says, listen, listen, Jesus is your story. And his grace is your story to take care of you every moment of your life. His grace is more than enough. His grace is sufficient for you. And not just churchy grace. I, I think we talk about grace a lot. We throw, throw out uh, a word grace. But grace is really talking about God's provision for your life every moment of your life. And I just want to encourage you for those folks who are watching this sometime, maybe in the middle of the night, maybe it's uh, a dark season for you. But God's grace for you is saying that fear is not your future. Don't be afraid of what you're facing. I'm not afraid because I trust God. I trust an unknown future with a very known God. Make sense? I also want to say this to you too on this podcast. This is our journey together. So you know, write me and let me know, hey, this is helping me or talk about this. And in the days to come, we put more podcasts out. I don't want it to just be about my story, although I think my story illustrates some of the things you're going through too. It's really our journey of grace together, and we thank God for that. So over and over again, I hear, heard that word, you know, sickness is not my story. Death is not my end. Jesus is. You are. So I felt like that was in a huge, huge moment. And then the second round of chemo, I was so blessed by people praying and uh, seeking the face of God on our behalf and lifting up our family. And very interesting thing for the very first time in my life people have prayed for me and i've prayed for other people here and around the world our church is a very international church we have 75 different nations in our church we have uh, global workers in over 110 nations and so we're really connected around the world a lot of different places and people were praying from around the world and of course here at our own uh, home locale but for the first time in my life i could feel prayer it was very very interesting i can't quite describe it to you and I've talked to other people who walked through this, and I said, have you ever felt that way? They said, yeah, it's sort of like a, a very surreal moment. I could feel the prayers of people, the weightiness of the prayers, like people were interceding. And I feel like that's why you and I, together on this journey, and I hope even right now that just encouraged you that God, in his grace, can speak life into your life. You say, Pastor, no one's praying for me like they're praying for you. You don't know who's praying for you. And I hope that in this journey of grace together, that you and I can say, God, you are being faithful to help us each day, not only to walk out our own journey of grace, but also pray for others and receive that prayer. So I wish I could have expressed to you better that feeling, the, the prayers of people, knowing that you were being lifted up and knowing that what 
is obvious on the surface, God is doing something that's unseen. I had a great word. Someone came to me the other day. A pastor friend of mine said, you know, just like on Good Friday, the worst day of Christian life, at least for Jesus at that point, and also for the church, how could this happen? And then uh, he said, but understand, on Saturday, God was moving. And of course, Resurrection Sunday. And he made a statement to me. He said, he said, Mark, God is moving in your life. And you may not see it all, but he's moving. So my, my honor is I want so much to honor Jesus in this journey like you do. So wherever you're seeing this, if you are people who know me or just finding out about us a little bit, I'm really not the story here. The story is Jesus and his grace. But that first point is really important. Don't be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And then number two, I think it's important that you learn to dwell in his presence. So every morning, every night, I read the word of God and I read Psalm 91. That's how I open and end uh, every, every day of my life right now. And I'm praying and reading other things, but it's been so cool to see how God has used this in my own life about those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide or shall rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So Psalm 91 starts out that way, and it talks about that no pestilence, no sickness, no disease is going to touch you because God is bigger than that. And you say, well, Pastor, how can you correlate what you're going through with that scripture? The correlation is my God, your God, the God that loves us and knows us, the God who will walk through this journey of grace with us and already has, is going before us. So I put our trust in him. I honor medical professionals who are helping us. I honor people who are uh, helping with counseling and things like that. But the ultimate healer and our open, ultimate hope is Jesus. So point number two on this podcast for you today, on this journey of grace, on our journey of grace, is you've got to anchor deep into, the, into his word and really find out what God's saying to you. So maybe it's like Psalm 91 for you that you just hold on to that. Um, in fact, it says, if you say the Lord is my refuge, no harm will come before you. And I'm saying, God, the Lord is my refuge. I trust him. Not a put on, but remember, this journey of grace did not start in February for me. This journey of grace started a long time ago. And every day I'm learning that the more I trust him, the more grace I find. It's an interesting thing, right? The more I give myself, the more that I realize that his grace fulfills me. And uh, I just feel like point number two for you today, wherever you're facing, is to anchor deep into the Word of God and let God really speak to you. Then uh, on the third point today, and I, I really want so much to have this journey be something that you and I do together for a long time. So if you like it, you know, share it on every platform you can. Uh, it's not about me and it's not about my story. It's really about how I and how we can walk out something that would be glorifying to Jesus. Some of you are going through some really difficult waters, but the Lord is so faithful. Uh, the third area, the third point I want to talk about for, for a second is, uh, came from a quote from Chuck Smith. Some of you have seen the movie The Jesus Revolution, and a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, called me a few weeks ago and said, Mark, I heard this quote from Chuck Smith, and I thought it was so good. You know, Chuck Smith, uh, in that movie, of course, is the founder of Calvary Chapel, and uh, had, God had taught him a lot of different things. And he made a great statement. He said, don't trade what you know for what you don't know. Don't trade what you know for what you don't know. And uh, I just started pondering that. There are certain things I know flat out, rock solid, that God's grace is going to take care of us and take care of you and me. 
You say, Pastor, are you fearful? I'm really not fearful. I'm not afraid about the future. I'm concerned for my family, of course, and concerned for people I care for. But I'm just trusting Jesus because there's nothing else you can do. And that's why that quote from Chuck Smith, don't trade what you know for what you don't know. So I, I did this, and I want to challenge you today. I'm not calling it homework. Maybe it's just hope work um, to think about a couple things. So it reminded me of the things that I do know. So I wrote some of them down. I know the Lord loves me completely. I know that God's power is greater than any sickness I face or any, any storm I face. I know that his presence is with me and he goes before me even if I don't feel every day that everything's great. I know that I trust God now and always. I know that by his stripes I am healed. Not will be, but am healed. I know that he is faithful. I know that he is bigger than anything I'm going to ever challenge or understand. He's also bigger than anything the enemy will throw at me. And I want to say this to you. We have a phrase here at our church. We call it that everything is spiritual. I think this is a spiritual battle. I don't feel like I'm just fighting cancer. I feel like I'm fighting the enemy. Uh, you say, Pastor, wait a second. You know, don't get mystical on me. No, I, I think everything is spiritual. And then God is trying to teach us to fight with spiritual weapons. So God is, I know that God is bigger than anything the enemy is going to throw at me. I know that God is watching over my family and over our church and over the things that concern him. I know the Lord will see us through to total victory and complete healing and hope and restored health. I know that he is for me and he's not against me. I know that there's nothing can stand against me as long as I'm standing in Jesus. I know that God is working in ways I don't see. I know he's my great physician. I know he's able to eradicate this disease from me and also to minister to you in your life. I know that he is triumphant now and always will be. I know that the Lord is interceding for me right now and praying for me, even as I'm uh, recording this podcast right now, he's praying for me, which is just an amazing concept. You see, the idea of when you trust uh, an unknown future to a known God, when you anchor deep in his word, you say, oh, it makes sense because God, you're with me and you're going before me. I know that Jesus is my victor. I know that what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn for good. And I just felt like uh, today, on this first part of our journey together, I wanted you to know that. I wanted you to know that Jesus is worthy, and he is worthy of not only my faith when I need him, but faith when things are going great. So that last point about don't give up what you know for what you don't know. I don't know about the future. I don't know all the details. I know, I know the sort of the regiment plan that the uh, doctors have for me, but I believe that God can intervene and intersect that anytime he wants to. And I believe that mostly God in his grace is trying to teach me through this process to trust him more, like he's trying to teach you to trust him more through the, your own process. So some of you are struggling with different things that I have no idea about. Some of you are going through a great season. You're on a mountain. This is fantastic. Things are great. You're maybe not in a valley time, but God is the God of the mountains and the valleys, and he's the one that hears us and cares for us and follows uh, ahead of us. Uh, I, I like so much that the Deuteronomy 31.8 says that the Lord goes before us and he will not forsake us. And I believe that God's going before you too as well. So in this first episode, I just want you to take for yourself a few things. Uh, I'll give you updates as we go through. And again, I'm just trying to relate my story of grace, this journey of grace, 
and hopefully it will help you in your own walk with God and your journey of grace. And if it does, please let us know. Uh, again, share it. Let us know, and uh, we will do our best to uh, continue this uh, on, a, on a regular basis with podcasts about updates, but also just some things that God wants to speak to our hearts. Maybe some guests will be with us too as well and be part of this. But I just want to look back at my own life, thinking about that first experience I'd mentioned about in that gymnasium when God said, hey, listen, from now on, you're mine. Proclaim me. And so this is part of my attempt to proclaim Jesus and his grace and his power and his keeping power and his strength. And then those things, those little marker points along the way about uh, don't be afraid to trust an unknown, unknown future to a known God. So I just want you to hold on wherever you are. If you're in the midst of a storm right now, Jesus is there right with you. So know him better. Let his strength and let his grace like just overwhelm you. And then uh, also to the fact of just anchoring deep into his word. You say, Pastor, are you just reading the word because you're supposed to do that? No, I just find incredible strength in the word of God because people who have walked through things before, now inspired by the Holy Spirit, they give me insight and wisdom. And especially that part about, about dwelling in his presence. So you can dwell outside the presence of God really easily. You can let all the stuff overwhelm you. If I think about all the things that, that we're facing uh, with this diagnosis, it can get me, get me really focused on other things. But if I dwell in his presence, I say, God, all right, you're more than enough. You're more than able. You're going to take care of me. You're going to be grace upon grace. In fact, the word of God says that he gives us grace in place of grace already get given, which is really cool. He replaces grace with new grace. And that's what I'm praying for you uh, as you listen today and as you uh, take this journey of grace with us. And then finally, don't trade what you know for what you don't know. Know the things that God loves you. He cares for you. He is passionate for you. His grace is sufficient for you. And you hold on to that. So I'm going to wrap it up this way, if I could, for this first episode. Thanks for joining us. And again, I hope it's a blessing and encouragement. I hope that somehow in the days to come, uh, we can look back and say, God, at that moment, that right moment, that was just a great word for me. I, I just feel like God wants to say to you, on your journey of grace, he's with you. And on your journey of grace, he's going before you. And on your journey of grace, he's going to see you through to victory that glorifies his name. So our, our whole goal in our life, right, is to glorify Jesus and to honor him. You say, Pastor, that's, I just want to get through life. No, you're made for him and uh, you're made to glorify him. So let's have our hearts saying, God, whatever you're go we're going to face, you're going ahead of us and you're walking with us. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning just for a second, and he's going through some really challenges physically right now. And we were praying together uh, as I was driving here to the church today. And uh, we were talking about the fact that God gives such grace and great, great mercy. And I was reminded of the poem, the two sets of footprints that, you know, God walks with us. And sometimes God has to drag us or he carries us with one set of footprints, just him carrying us. But it's his grace and it's this journey of grace that you and I are on that will be glorifying to God and gives us strength. So you be encouraged. Trust a known God with an unknown future. Trust him as you dwell in his presence. Trust that you can make sure you hold on to what you know and forget what you don't know at this point. And then make sure you understand that this journey of grace is one that God will see you through on. So thanks for joining us in this first episode. Hope to see you again many, many times in the future. God bless you guys. 
The journey of grace is worth the journey because God's grace will lead us step by step. God bless you guys. Mm -hmm.